Hey everybody, welcome to Women Waken, a holistic guide to wellness and abundant self-love, where we navigate healing, relationships, building self-confidence, and unconditional self-love and acceptance for an abundant life. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm here today with a solo episode. As a bit of a follow-up to last week's solo episode around developing unconditional self-acceptance and love. And on this little mini episode, I wanted to offer a more focused idea of how to navigate events in life as they come up that challenge our ability to hold that space for unconditional love and acceptance that make us feel like we're wavering or deviating from our true whole self. So I'm going to throw out some hypotheticals and I'm focusing on dating. So I'll offer some ways that you can pause and identify a situation that's challenging, how you can work to acknowledge what's going on without judgment before we react or respond to thoughts, and then help you to decide what you need to do to honor yourself and move through this. So I hope you enjoy and find it helpful. Dating and relationships is very fertile ground for insecurities to come up, self-doubts, the old stories we tell ourselves, because there's nothing like a relationship to test our ability to maintain our love for ourselves. I have (laughs) struggled with being more on the anxious avoidant attachment style, which is I sort of panic in new relationships and then push away because I don't want to be hurt. Can you relate? Hi, everybody. Whitney here. I wanted to do a little mini solo episode today as a bit of a add-on and addendum to two other solo episodes I did in the past few weeks. So one was on self-betrayal and abandonment, and the other was the one on unconditional self-acceptance. So with those two concepts being presented and spoken about in my videos, I wanted to offer a bit of tangible, experiential anecdotes or examples of how do we exemplify and practice not abandoning ourselves and being unconditionally accepting of ourselves when we're faced with everyday life challenges. So one that came to mind is around dating and relationships. Because that is very fertile ground for insecurities to come up, self-doubts, the old stories we tell ourselves. Because there's nothing like a relationship to test our ability to maintain our love for ourselves, our self-esteem and confidence, no matter what another party does or how they act, right? Rejection is a powerful thing. And it can be very challenging to not take it personally and to not have it elicit some of our deep held fears or to have it bring up our past trauma. 
So I wanted to bring that up and offer another couple of tips for how can we stay within our place, our space of unconditional self-acceptance and self-love, even when challenging circumstances present themselves. There's a ton of different examples, but for this little snippet, I want to discuss dating. So for example, we all know dating can be great fun and exciting, but it also can be the absolute worst when you're playing those games of like, okay, how do I feel with my comfort level of how often we're talking and their text correspondence and how often they're asking me out and these little things that when you're getting to know somebody and getting used to somebody and all those questions of like, is this going to go somewhere? Is it not? It can be again, exhausting, but also exciting. So I wanted to offer this for when we find ourselves dipping back into old habits or old stories when these situations present ourselves. So for example, let's say, not that I know anything about this or that it's going on for me right now, but let's say you're talking to someone new and it seems to be going great and you've had a few dates and you've been talking and then all of a sudden they say they're going to follow up on something and they don't and you don't hear from them for a few days. And then they pop up again and kind of brush over the fact that they didn't follow through with a plan that they had suggested. So you're kind of left wondering, okay, good to hear from them, but I'm also wondering why they didn't follow up, why they didn't ask to actually proceed with this presented date. So I bring up this example because I want you all to imagine yourself, whether it's this scenario or a scenario similar to it, where you get that feeling of, okay, there's something happening here, right? So the first step in this situation is to pause because what might already be happening is thoughts, thoughts coming up. Okay. So they didn't text me because they decided they didn't really want to do that with me. Or maybe it's, oh, okay, well, they're not that interested. They are just not taking this very seriously. Or maybe it's, oh, they're talking to someone else. They're more interested. There's a lot of things we can tell ourselves. Or maybe you're a more securely attached person and you're able to just say, okay, whatever. There they are again. And you know, we haven't talked in a few days, but whatever, this is brand new. I have <laughs> struggled with being more on the anxious avoidant attachment style, which is I sort of panic in new relationships and then push away because I don't want to be hurt. I'm working on that. And I'd like to offer tips to help others who want to work on that, right? If you see it as, you know, there's anxious and avoidant and secure, we're all trying to work our way to that secure place. It's the middle ground which is a lot like if you listen to my video on unconditional self-love, it's like being connected to that core self where you're like, their actions don't determine how I feel. Whether they want to date me or not is not changing how I feel about myself. Whether they don't call is not going to change my secure base. To be that secure is like pretty strong. And I aspire to that as I think we all do. Um, so again, these are offerings to help us get there. So situation happens. They don't call when they said they did. They don't bring up the date that they proposed. We pause. We identify the situation objectively. Because here's what I started to notice is all that happened were, were a series of events, right? So think of it as like, here's you. And then a series of events happened around you. Those events do not say anything about you. Yet we often tell ourselves stories about why these incidences outside of ourselves reflect on us, right? This person did this because of this. 
This person did not call because they are not interested. This person did not follow up about this date because they don't actually want to see me. That could be true. However, getting back to the unconditional regard thing, even if that is true, it's the dating world, right? We're all kind of picking and choosing in the beginning, like whether we're interested, whether we're not, we're feeling it out. When you are trying to practice unconditional self-acceptance and self-love, the thing is, even if that is the case, that's not changing our secure base. That's not changing our feelings about ourselves or how we think of ourselves, right? So what we can do is acknowledge that this is happening, right? Again, the objective event. It's been three days. We talked on Sunday. We had made plans to connect early in the week to possibly do dinner. Haven't heard from them. That's objective. You can, that's, that's facts right there, right? That's the facts that you know. They haven't called in three days. We had made plans, not hearing from them. Then see what, if you can sort of identify any thoughts that are coming up that might be a bit self-defeating, that might be related to core false beliefs, right? And those will always have to do that these events have anything to do with who you are as a person, right? Because again, even if this person is interested, it doesn't mean that there's a deficit in you. It just means it's not a match. But when we start telling ourselves things that this is a reflection of my level of worth and desirability and to be lovable, it's not a reflection of that. Because we know when we're connected with our core self unconditionally that we're always of worth, we're always lovable, we're always deserving of being respected and treated well, and that we always matter and how we feel matters. So seeing it that way, And then you can just kind of look at the stuff coming up and you can say, is that true? Do I know that he hasn't called because he's not interested? Do I know that he didn't call because he would rather try to meet someone else? I don't know these things. So then reconnecting it back to my video about self-betrayal or abandonment, let's not jump ship and say, oh, I knew it. Like someone's not going to be interested in me and they're not going to want to date me because I'm just not that person. And I wish I was. No, like let's try and stay connected with ourselves and say, okay. They didn't call. They might not be interested, but let's not race into assumptions. Let's not tell ourselves these stories. Let's pause and hold ourselves in the highest regard that it doesn't matter to me if somebody else is interested because I am very interested and invested in myself. So I wouldn't want to entertain anybody who doesn't feel that way. Trying to keep ourselves, again, with that strong sense of self, that strong core. I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, do things you don't understand. As the song goes by Miley Cyrus, I can love me better than you can. I know this all isn't easy, but I'm just offering this because it doesn't hurt to try, right? Essentially, these things are, it's like building a muscle. We have these stories come up because it's become a reflex, a defensive reflex, right? Some of the worst things that we do to keep ourselves safe, some of the most unhealthy coping mechanisms were built from the best intentions because we felt hurt, we felt rejected, and we said, never again. So I'm going to know what's going on at first. I'm going to have the upper hand. I'm going to call it out first, right? So that it doesn't like blindside me and hurt me. I know that that's what I've always done is jump to and say, oh, I knew it. He didn't like me. I'm erasing his number. I'm never talking to him again. I've done all these things. 
And then I realized maybe I just needed to wait and pause and not jump to conclusions and not be so quick to make not very kind assumptions about how this person might feel about me. And also I realized that it's not really giving them a chance to be a human in themselves, right? I know because of my own experience with rejection and not feeling good enough that I like make up a lot of stories about other people rather than just finding out who they are. Because you you do it based on your own trauma and your own insecurities and beliefs, right? So when we pause before all these things go into action, this response, we can take time to think about what is the situation objectively? What are the facts that I know? Not many. All I know is he hasn't called. That's it. So let's see if we can be kinder to ourselves and maybe give the person the benefit of the doubt until they don't deserve it anymore, right? As they say, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You know, we feel it out until it's become very clear that it's a pattern. And also it's important to give it a chance to see, is it maybe just a bit of a character flaw? right? Some people aren't that good with communication, especially with technology. That's another thing to remember in these day and ages, in these technological times, some people are just not that great. They don't like to text. They don't like to call. It might be a deal breaker for some of us, but it's if it's an amazing person and when you're together, it's great. And they're being honest and truthful and straight with you, but they just sometimes drop the ball and don't text for a while. Does that work for you? Because that's always the question. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if you can kind of be like, okay, I, you know, I just need to text them twice and remind them to respond. It doesn't mean it's because they don't care about you enough, that they're not interested enough. It means it's just not their strong suit. So we pause, we identify, we, we acknowledge that this is occurring and we see how we feel about it. So again, it's like, well, he's maybe just not going to texting. Am I okay with that? And we say, yeah, I'm okay. Let's see what happens. So then we just need to decide what we need to do in order to honor ourselves, right? So if we say, you know, I feel like I need to just wait. And if he still doesn't text me for like a week, I'm out. That's the line for me. That's my boundary. Or if it's, you know, maybe he's not good at texting. So this time I'm going to reach out again and I'm going to see like, hey, we had talked about getting together. It all depends on how you feel. I know for me, my pride gets in the way a lot. And I say, "Mm -mm, no way. They have to do it. I'm not going to jump in there. But I have a lot of friends who had those hard and fast rules. And then with certain people, they decided, you know what? I'm just going to, I'll call first. I'll text first. And now they're married to that person. And that person loves them more than anything. So it's not always what you think. Things are not always what you think because our thoughts will deceive us often. Because again, our thoughts are programmed. They're based on consistent and reproduced messaging that creates, you know, these ruts in our mind. And we're always going to go back to those. So we have to take that pause and say, is this true? Is this accurate? What are the facts? Can I really just discern and decide that this is what's going on based on the facts that I have? No. Again, if you get to the point where you can and you're like, it's been three months, he disappears for weeks at a time. He's very distracted when we're together. He never texts back for days. Like, 
maybe then it, you know, to rule three or to step three, then it's like, I'm ready to decide that what I need is to break this up because I feel like I'm not being respected. And we want to keep that self-respect so that we, you know, we're aligning with our self-acceptance, self-love, because to respect yourself is to love yourself, right? So one more time to break it down. And of course, this can go with any situation, right? I just, I'm putting it with dating because it's so poignant with that, right? Like any ladies out there who have been in the dating game for a long time, I think you know what I'm talking about. But it can be like, even with a friend or a coworker where you're like, I want to know where I stand with this person because I feel like I'm putting out a lot and I'm not getting something. And do I need to step in and set a boundary? What do I need? So first thing is to pause, right? When we react too quickly, we're not usually acting from a place of mindfulness and from our self-worth, right? From our unconditional love for ourselves. We're being reactive because we're being like, we're coming from our pain point. We're coming from our wounding, from our trauma. And we're like, oh no, you're not going to do this to me again. Take a pause and just think, what are the facts here? What is objectively happening here? Based on the information that I have, based on these facts, can I say confidently that I know that some of my thoughts or inferences to the situation are true? Maybe yes, maybe no. If it's no, then think about, okay, well then how am I feeling then? Even if them not calling for three days doesn't mean they don't like me, how does it feel to not hear from someone from three for three days? Am I okay with that? Do I feel comfortable being the one to reach out to see like, is this, you know, a lack of interest or just a lack of communication? And then once you've challenged the stories you might be telling yourself, then saying, okay, now what do I need? What do I need to do to honor myself? Right? Do I, again, need to be the one to reach out to confirm or disconfirm my suspicion? Or do I just wait and see when they come around? And if it's not for a week, then maybe that's my boundary. So there that is. Um, I hope to do a lot more videos on relationships, sex, because I think that those are such big game players in terms of it's a great thing to like sit alone in your room in meditation and feel that sense of self, unconditional self-acceptance and love. But then you get out in the world and it's going to be like, like, oh my gosh, like you're caught in a freaking undertow. And it's like, and I have no muscles for this. And I revert back to all my old stuff. So checking in can really help, but also just knowing your worth and your value and remembering that even if the worst thought is true, then that's just not someone that you have any interest in. Like, wouldn't that be wonderful to say like, oh, good. That's great. He didn't call. He doesn't like me that much. So why would I want to spend time with them? That's what I'm working to get to the point of, because it's a terrible feeling when you feel like, oh man, like, oh, they rejected me. And how do I process this? And how do I, it's because we're dipping back into that conditional place where we're like, how can I accept myself again now that this person's rejected me? And it's just a shame for us to feel that way because it should be an obvious thing, right? A very strong, confident person can say, then forget them. 
which isn't a criticism to those of us who don't feel that way. Because again, I'm not even there yet. And I, even as a therapist and someone who's been around the block quite a few times with all these things, I still am not completely solid in my unconditional self-love and acceptance, but I've come a long way. And I think I spoke to this in one of the other videos, but what keeps me going for it and keeps working out those muscles to build that core is that it's amazingly freeing to not be tied to these chains of believing, oh, I knew it. I knew because this guy doesn't call, I'm not good enough. And I know that, you know, it's never going to work out for me. Not true. These things are not true. They're not very nice things to say. So why would we say them to ourselves when we love ourselves so much? So we practice. And remember, for those of us frustrated in the dating pool, dating is a beautifully rich ground for growth. Great opportunity to try and test out these muscles and see if we can step into the arena and try things a little differently, right? Like if we have in the past had these automatic thoughts, played these stories out, these long elaborate things about why they didn't call and why they don't like us, can we pull it back and say, I'm actually just going to look at the objective facts and work from that and give myself the benefit of the doubt, which is I am a beautiful, amazing, intelligent, incredible person that's unconditionally loved and accepted and of infinite worth and value just as I am. So I don't need to worry about this. I don't need to play these games with myself about where does my value barometer sit today? He didn't call. He called. As I said before, it's a great feeling when you're into someone and they call you and you're calling them and woohoo, love is sparking. That's fun. But we just want to be able to know that even if they disappeared out of nowhere and ghosted us, that we can still say, okay, goodbye. I still can feel that love and connection with myself and acceptance. So we're all working on it together because we all deserve to be there. And I think that for too long, women have just been so ingrained with this idea that we need to be picked and put onto the pedestal of a man who finds us worthy and then just stay there and hope that we can make it onto enough pedestals to get a good one. But maybe it's not about that. You know, we are on a pedestal already. We are all in our feminine throne of power. Women are so powerful. And I don't mean like they can exert power in others. I mean, like we are a force. We are a force that is missing to a large degree in this world. The feminine force has been very suppressed. When we know our own value, no matter what, no matter what messages we get, no matter how many times we're told that we are not as smart or capable or valuable, that we can say, I know that's not true. I don't need you to confirm whether or not that's accurate. I know the truth. So happy dating to those who are not dating. I hope this can be applicable to other areas of life. Again, any like friendship, relationship, or really just any situation where you find yourself like, oh my God, that person didn't like what I just had to say. Can I still be okay with myself? How can, and then again, look at the facts objectively. They just didn't really care for the story I told. Does that mean that I'm not interesting? Ask yourself these things. See that pause. All right. I hope that was helpful. Love speaking to all of you. I hope you're enjoying these videos. I would love to hear your feedback, what you'd like to hear more of, what you're curious about, what you're not so curious about, um, just anything you'd like to say. 
You can reach me at Whitney at womenwaken.com or leave a message in the comment sections of YouTube. But thanks so much for tuning in and have a beautiful day. That wraps up our beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Don't forget to let your light shine and to keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.